What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Live from the Grace Broadcasting Studios in Covington, Tennessee, it's Adam and Chad bringing you the latest in sports from a local perspective every Tuesday night. And now, your hosts, Adam Craig and Chad Gatlin. on the show there's plenty to talk about in the world of sports we want your opinion there are also a few different ways that you can listen or watch the show adam is going to go over all this information with you right now adam that's right you can catch us on twitter at adam chad sports of course right here live on facebook every week if you miss us live it'll be it'll be out there on facebook to catch after we after we're off the air also if you want to listen to us on an app got iTunes, iHeart, and Spreaker.com. And if you want to give us a call, it's 901-475-9355. All right. Well, there is plenty, plenty going on in the world of sports. Uh, we've got that one thing that we're not going to get into uh, because, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to. Uh, but uh, you guys have anything you want to address, you can definitely call in 901-475-9355. 901-475-9355. Week one of college football is over. Week one of the NFL is coming. And week four of high school football, believe it or not, is coming. We also had some good games this past weekend of college uh, and high school. We'll talk about that. We'll talk to Coach Marty Wheeler from Covington here in just a little while. Jeff Ireland from The Leader will join us. Brandon Reed from TubeTown will join us, our new regular guest in the second hour to talk NFL. We'll get ready for week one with him, get some fantasy tips from him as we go into that. We'll also announce the winner of the player of the week voting uh i guess you don't call it competition but uh poll the player of the week poll uh the head ads player of the week award will go to whoever wins in that poll you still have time to vote go to facebook and go to the adam and chad the fans of adam and chad facebook group now let me explain this because it's uh there's always some people that don't quite understand it you you have to be a member of the group to vote that's facebook's rule it's not our rule Facebook says you got to be a member of the group to vote. 
So you go to the Fans of Adam and Chad Facebook group. You say join group. It sends us the thing. We then approve it. Now, the reason there's an approval process is because there's a lot of fake accounts, and we don't want to allow fake accounts into this. And so we do screen them. It doesn't take long, though. It's only a few minutes. Then you'll get approved. And then you can vote in the poll and vote for who you think. There are four players up there this week. All of their stats are right there in front of you. And you can uh, vote for which one you think deserves to be the head-ass player of the week. We'll announce the winner in the second hour for that award. And uh, we will also... Uh, giving away two tickets to Memphis and Georgia State. Memphis is on the road at Navy this week, but then they'll come back home and face Georgia State. We'll be giving away a pair of tickets to that in the second hour. And we will also be making our college picks like we do every week for our college pick em contest. That's uh, another thing that I understand some people had some trouble with. ESPN servers were down or something, and a lot of people weren't allowed to uh, join, I guess. Uh, at least I know, well, I say a lot of people. I know of one person, but there also there aren't many people in the group, so I'm assuming it's a lot of people that uh, ran into the same thing. And uh, so I don't know if you can still join the group or not uh, after you've made picks for a week. I don't know how that works, but we're going to look into that, and we're still going to make our picks each and every week and uh, let you know what we think on those. So we'll drop the lowest too. Like they so say, you missed the week and you just you haven't even done one. I wasn't going to offer that because they don't do it for you. So, like, Fox Sports that's dropped the true. lowest one for you. I, did, I don't want to do the math myself. That's but, true. <laughs> but I guess but we will now. <laughs> now that Adam made it a we, rule, we I can, guess we will. We can figure it out. You know, Gosh, out, let's yeah. give you a weekly sports update. It calls the rundown. The rundown. It calls the rundown? What did I just say? We call it the rundown. The original rundown. Yes, it's been imitated, but this is. The original. The Memphis Tigers defeated Mercer 66-14 in their season opener on Saturday night. New quarterback Brady White went 22-28 for 358 yards and five touchdowns in the game in the first half, actually. Tennessee lost their opener to West Virginia 40-14. Mountaineer quarterback and Heisman candidate Will Greer was 25-34 for 429 yards and five touchdowns. The NFL kicks off this week, and the Titans will travel to Hard Rock Stadium in Miami to take on the Dolphins. Game time is noon on Fox. In high school, Covington, Brighton, Munford, and Tipton Rosemark all picked up wins on Friday. So did Fayette Academy and Haywood. Arlington, Ripley, Millington, and Bolton all lost their contests, and Fayetteware was off last week. That is the rundown. College football week one. Adam, what is your biggest takeaway from week one and now there were a lot of games and they were spread out over all of labor day weekend we had a holiday yesterday it was great it was a wonderful weekend of football i got to take in a ton of football i i, I didn't quite do overload but almost uh but I, I was able to see a bunch of games watch a bunch of teams play and uh we had some big games. We had a lot of cupcake games that start, you know, and that's how that goes is you right. end up with, you know, a lot of them schedule cupcake games to begin the there season. There are no cupcakes that we play. We may be the cupcake. And so we were, um, but we were, uh, so we were able to see Tennessee, by the way, play a big time opponent, West Virginia, who is uh, ranked pretty high. They lost pretty big. 
Uh, I had picked Tennessee to win the game, although I didn't think they would do good when they got into conference play. I just thought that they would ride a high into this game, but uh, I was wrong about that one for sure. Uh, We got to see some of the other hype teams. Washington played Auburn. These are two teams that are big hype. We got to see them play each other, Notre Dame, Michigan. Uh, We saw Alabama play Louisville, which was supposed to be more competitive than it was. So after all of that, Virginia Tech, by the way, beat Miami last night. Uh, After all of that... What do you take away from week one of college football? Well, a couple things. One. Florida State. Virginia Tech beat Florida State last right, night. Right. LSU beat Miami, yeah. Miami on Virginia Sunday. Virginia Tech demolished Florida State. Florida State just absolutely, you can tell they missed Jimbo. They just, yeah, that team is not the same team they were. Whereas Tech, not surprised that Fuente's got that ball rolling pretty good. Defense looked pretty good. Offense, yeah, you could tell they were working out kinks. But uh, I think it's two different things. One, is much as things change, they still stay the same. The usual suspects are still the top four or five, six teams that are kind of jockeying for the playoff. I mean, you got a couple of newcomers that look like they're they might be posers. But then also, it was a good weekend for Memphis overall because the Tigers won big. Of course, it was over Mercer, but that's still you know they did what they were supposed to do. Uh, but you have a lot of Memphis affiliation that did well. Fuente had an awesome game. Missouri won their game. USC won their game. You know, anybody that don't know, those coaches are all ex-Memphis coaches, coordinators and head coach, all that kind of good stuff. Um, So Memphis coaches in general had a pretty good weekend overall. So uh, it was a very good weekend for that. Um, And then, of course, upcoming, we'll, we'll get to see how everybody else does. but And I think overall for Memphis, got some things to work out, though, because Memphis got Navy coming up this weekend. Navy's kind of been an Achilles heel for Memphis up until last year. Memphis kind of handled their business. but Well, and we'll um, see. Navy. I think we'll know. Navy lost to Hawaii this past week. Uh, Hawaii is 2-0 and now at this point. But, uh, but they did put up over 40 points on Hawaii, so uh, that's something to watch for. I think it'll be the first real test of the Memphis defense. Uh, and it'll be a it'll be a real test just because of the triple option. So I I think that's something to watch for as far as Memphis is concerned. As far as Tennessee is concerned, I don't I don't uh, I don't see where you would make any judgments right now. I mean, they just played West Virginia. Their quarterback is supposed to be the Heisman front runner, and he played like it. So I don't think if you're a Tennessee fan, you can take away bad things from that game. Yeah, West Virginia's They competed than, in the early going. Yeah. They couldn't compete going on. And Jeremy Pruitt has not really been there to recruit or instill his style as much as, you know, a coach. Right. You always have to give that first year. And so I think going forward, as long as they progress game by game and they win a couple of SEC games, I think that that's a good year for Tennessee. I think as long as they – beat the teams they're supposed to beat and win a couple of league games and go say six and six, I think six and six, maybe and even five and seven I don't think is a bad year for Tennessee. Right, right. Um, six and six for the way things are going and it's a rebuild. You gotta give Pruitt time. Yeah, you know, I know people say, Oh you, yeah, I just he hadn't had a chance to really get his he had to dump a lot of players. They had a lot of people in trouble. You could tell he's working with a bunch of young guys. And they did. I mean, there were sparks where they look. You could see that there's going to be growth. It's going. To, it's going to be growing pains for Tennessee. But overall, I'd say a six and six year, a seven and six is a great year for them compared to what they're dealing with. If they can just get a bowl game and win, or really actually appear in a bowl game, 
I think they're yeah, okay. I think, it's a good I, I think that's all right. You know, that's the best you can expect. It's going to take at least two seasons to get for anybody to clean up that mess that Butch left. So, I mean, it's just, you know, yeah. I wouldn't give it's him a hard time. A, look, and, and people point at Kirby Smart and say, Look what he was able to yeah, do. He at walked into an okay situation. He walked situation, into a fine right? situation. Mark Rick didn't leave that. Mark Rick's not barren. a bad coach to begin with, yeah. and he recruited he recruit, well. Yeah, and and Pruitt's a good recruiter. Like I, I mean, he's gonna have good classes. He, you just gotta I said it's just gotta give him time. Now, if he doesn't cut it, I don't blame. You know, then I'd say you know after next season you don't see progress. They don't get a bowl game. It's the same old. You know, say they only win four or five games. Okay, I'd be like, all right, Tennessee. But, you know, it's I get you, but. I think right now you just got to, you know, give it well, time. We can still make fun of him. Uh, also, you know. of course, Adam, uh, Mr. Alabama fan extraordinaire over there, uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit, uh, a couple of things. One thing, Saban got himself in a little bit of trouble, but he did apologize. And, I mean, he was wrong. And I think it was just something that was, like, clearly had been irritating him and it didn't have anything to do with, like, the particular reporter. It was just, like, he's irritated answering questions about quarterbacks. And he – basically just let let just went off for like a second or two on this reporter and then he kind of pulled it back together but he called her later and apologized uh but i do want to ask about the same thing that reporter asked about and i want to see from a fan's perspective i mean uh you've always said to Tagovailoa would uh Tagovailoa would start for Alabama this year, uh, he did start. He and Jalen Hurts, though, saw uh, uh, both saw significant playing time because of the lopsidedness of the game. Right. Uh, Louisville, I think, I don't know how much of this game was Alabama just being that dominant, and then how much of the game was Louisville's not being not that good. And right. so, uh, you know, I think some of that remains to be seen. Not that I don't think uh, uh, Alabama is good, I do, but. Where do you think they are? Do you think that they – and the reason he's still being so squirrely about his quarterbacks, do you think they're going to work Hurts in uh, to different packages and stuff and have him in and out all year? I, I do. I, I think it's one of them things because even Saban said in the press conference afterwards, even in this game, because they even showed him going to Tua at a certain point going, look, it's time. You know, he's going in. He just kind of nodded his head because they had agreed that he was going to do 20 plays and then he was going to let Jalen come in for a series and then – for so many plays, and then they ended up bringing – and the only reason they brought two in right before the half was they wanted to try to run like a two-minute drill, and it was kind of the perfect time. And most people looked at it like, oh, Jalen was sucking it up. And and he was. He, he didn't have a great game. But uh, I think he's useful, and you do have to have a backup because, as we saw, two went down once. He got the wind knocked at him, but it was scary because the way he landed. And it just goes to show it kind of brought that out to, oh, that could very easily could have been a broken ankle or something. So they need Jalen there for backup purposes. Uh, but I think they're going to run it all together. I do, I do think next week, I think it'll be a little different. I think it's going to be two of first half. Game gets out of hand, then you'll you'll see Jalen sometime in the third. I don't think you'll see him in the first half, though. All right, when we come back, we'll have Jeff Ireland from the leader in the Collierville Herald to talk high school football. All these wins all the way around us uh, just about. We had some teams that didn't get the win, but uh, quite a few wins in our listening area. We'll talk about that in just a moment with Jeff Ireland on Adam and Chad on U.S. 51 Country 93.5 FM and the U.S. 51 Country mobile app.
Hi, this is Lynn Lane. We've got some great things going on at Lane Flooring. We have finished our renovations and are proud to say we now have the nicest showroom in West Tennessee. Our warehouse is stocked with laminate, hardwood, carpet, and vinyl. If you're looking for cash and carry, then Lane Flooring is your answer. Stop by and shop with us for out-the-door savings or save with us the old-fashioned way and let us help you choose the perfect flooring with expert installation. We are friendly, knowledgeable, affordable, and locally owned. Check us out at 365 Highway 51 in Ripley or give me a call at 731-635-7081. Thank you. Do you have storm damage or would you just like to make some exterior changes to your home? Then you need to call Admiral Custom Roofing. Admiral Custom Roofing in Atoka offers a wide range of products and services for the maintenance-free exterior of your home, such as roofing, replacement windows, vinyl siding, gutters, gutter cleanouts, door replacement, and much, much more. Admiral Custom Roofing is licensed, bonded, insured, and a preferred contractor with Owens Corning. They offer discounts for military and financing is also available. So call 901-461-0740 today for all of your home needs and experience the Admiral difference. Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low near 76. Tomorrow, mixed clouds and sunshine with a few scattered thunderstorms. Wednesday's high 89. On Thursday, the situation changes just a bit as the remnants of Tropical Storm Gordon pass close to the Mid-South. Scattered showers and thunderstorms Thursday with a high of 88. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center. U.S. 51 Country Community Calendar. If your church, civic group, or nonprofit organization has an event coming up or important information that you would like to share on the community calendar, we'd love to hear from you. Send the details to Public Service Director in care of U.S. 51 Country, 101 WKBL Drive, Covington, Tennessee, 38019, or visit the website, us51country.com, and click on Calendar to post your information. You're listening to Adam and Chad. We're back, baby! On U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM. U.S. 51 Country, Adam and Chad. The best combination in radio today. And to make it just a little bit better, we bring in from the leader and the Kyerville Herald, the sports editor, Jeff Ireland. Jeff, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Can I call myself the best sports editor around also? Where, where, hey, you're doing that for you, Adam? <laughs> I, I feel like that's a shot at me somehow like, i probably i don't know if you meant it that way but it felt like a shot no nah, like did i i'm just like i'm only the best sports caster because i'm the only sports caster in, in the area <laughs> i'm just messing with you radio is different than you know print journalism so i'm just messing with you in my book you guys are the best so i think that's fair to say <laughs> all right well we'll send your paycheck out this week now <laughs> Uh, give him his cut. <laughs> but yes, you can call yourself the best sports editor because uh, you're the only one that I even know. So uh, you're the best one that I know. Yeah, I always say I'm the sports editor of the largest newspaper in Tiffin County. That's there you go. Tell yep. There you go. Yep. Circulation, 150. No, I'm right. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Circulation, about 6,000, right? Yeah, well, that, that sounds good. We'll, we'll go with that. It's probably a little bit lower than that, but we'll go with that. Yeah. Um, well, let's jump on into high school football, Jeff. Uh, and this weekend, of course, uh, all the teams that you cover for the leader 
and I believe Collierville also all picked up wins. Um, yeah, I know that all the teams in Tiffin County did, plus Rosemark. Uh, I think everybody out there did, too. No, actually, Briarcrest lost. Oh, they okay. lost. Yeah, they lost to a private school uh, somewhere in Mississippi. I, I never heard of them. I forgot who they are. But, yeah, around here in Tiffin County, it was a – yeah, it was, a, it was a good week. I mean, it's for me, I've been doing this for so long, it's hard for me to get excited about four blowouts against inferior teams, you know. <laughs> <laughs> However, with that said, it was they, everybody took care of business, you know, for sure. So, I mean, that's, you know, that, you can just play the teams on your schedule and everybody looked good and, you know, left no doubt about, you know, who the better team was. So that's, I thought it was a good thing. Well, one performance to me that stood out was Brock Lomax. And uh, one thing, we'll have Coach Marty Wheeler on in the next segment, and I'm going to ask him about Brock Lomax's accuracy improvement because over his career, he's, uh, I, I, I want to say, less than 50%. If it's 50%, it's, it's, it's just over. Uh, over his career, and that's been the one thing. Like, he's always been good. He's always had all the skills. And he, uh, he he's always passed the eye test as a quarterback. But on paper, he's never had the completion percentage that you would want to see. This year, you can forget about it because he's got that taken care of. He got the accuracy issues taken care of. Now he's like a 70% passer and uh, just throwing the ball, uh, threw it for 189 yards over the weekend, I think. And uh, just a great performance out of him. And a guy who has improved every year. But I mean, really seems to have improved this year. In, in in the one, the only area that I thought was kind of weak for him, I think he's improved that, and now he's a complete quarterback. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt he's gotten a ton better. You know, when he his first couple of years, he was, uh, you know, they just sort of threw it here and there, and it was kind of hit or miss. But I mean, last year especially, he came onto the scene, and uh, this year, you know, it's been nothing, nothing but good things. So, I mean, it's. It's, it has a, a lot to do with him for sure, but I think you know part of it is Kevin. His offense has sort of morphed a little bit these last two years, and probably because of him. And you know, when you throw it more, you know that that leads to people being able to catch it more. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the offensive line understanding how to pass block and that kind of thing. Before it was just sort of a right a random random thing they did every once in a while, but now it's you know a big part of their offense. So, I mean, right. it's. And if you throw it twice a game and you miss one, your completion percentage is fifty percent, and that doesn't help you down the right. line as far as numbers right. are concerned um but uh but yeah i i think it's uh they they did allow him to throw it uh more this uh past week and i mean you know he's just uh like i said i think he's a complete quarterback now and one of the best players in the county uh right now uh now over at brighton they played bolton uh that was a you know it wasn't a tough game but it was a win they needed because after going 0-2 to start the year they really needed a win before they went into this game against covington this week yeah they did they needed it badly because you know they're gonna have a huge challenge you know coming up friday night <clears throat> and yeah they took care of business i mean to be honest i figured they'd win that game but i was probably just a little bit surprised how they dominated completely. I mean, it was just a complete blowout from the from the from the get go. You know, so I mean, that's if you're looking for good signs from Brighton, that's those are some good signs. Nick uh, Johnson, yeah, he had a big big night. Yeah, Nick Johnson had a big night with the Cardinals. And one thing I wanted to bring up about him is, I believe that he is actually. Uh, actually taking on some play calling responsibility at the line. And 
that's huge for a high school quarterback to for for a coach to have that kind of faith in a high school quarterback that he can analyze the defense at the line and make the right call. I think that's big uh, and says a lot about where Nick Johnson is mentally as far as the game of football and that they got a lot of faith in this guy. And I think he showed why this past weekend uh, coming off of those two losses, I think now you're starting to see a little bit of more of what we saw at the end of last year with him. Yeah, I think so. He's only a junior, but I mean, and he's never really been officially the full-time starter, but I mean, he's like the most experienced first-time full-time starter junior you probably ever come across because, yeah, like we talked about before, he played a ton last year and he's extremely familiar with the offense. And yeah, I mean, I think it's just a matter of them sort of getting into a rhythm and you know, getting some stuff going. And, you know, I mean, we took the point to last year and wasn't all him, but it was a lot of things that, you know, they, they found their, groove last year and you know it's you know next next week notwithstanding i mean who knows what will happen in that game but i'd be surprised if they don't get some things figured out here moving forward the next three or four weeks right i'm sure and things kind of follow him a little more because you know they don't have uh you don't have lance west there this year and he was a big part of what helped them with their offense last year and they, i mean they had other guys they're probably stepping up kind of by committee it seems like but they're going to definitely have to have some help this coming week i'm sure with uh yeah, actually, Lance West's brother, uh, his name is Wesley Irwin. Mm-hmm. He had a couple of rushing touchdowns um, Friday against Bolton. And, uh, yeah, he's, you know, according to Coach Jacobs, he's uh, not exactly Lance yet, but he sort of has some some uh, you know, some similarities to him. So we'll, we'll see what he can do. But he's, he's somebody to watch. I never actually heard of him until these past couple of weeks, but yeah. he's, he's a guy to watch for sure. Yeah, because we, we see stats, you know, we get from the coaches and things like that, and we, we have different – Everything's going on, and he should be. He might, he might pop up on our Player of the Week, I'm sure, if he keeps it up because he's starting to come into the Lance West mode because Lance was on there quite a few times and had quite a few uh, performances. And if he does it against Covington, which is as good as Covington's been, and if he can put those kind of numbers up against them, that's, that could be very impressive. Him and Nick Johnson together uh, could be could be something special. I think it'll be a great game. I'm sure there are some people that you look at what Covington's done and then you go by what – you know, Brighton's first game, you know, they kind of go, well, you know, but I, I think we're in for a pretty good game uh, this weekend. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, when you look at it, Brighton had one bad game, really. The Dysburg right. game was a disaster. That's, yeah. Anybody will admit that. But the game against Houston, it was competitive for the most part. And Houston's a, you know, a 6A school. and A very good team. Yeah. You know, who, who knows? We may be in for a surprise Friday night. We'll, we'll see. Kevin is definitely the heavy favorite, but I would not be shocked if it was a competitive game. Definitely be a massive upset, I'm sure. Well, uh, we, uh, also, uh, Munford c- picked up the win this weekend, and I want to talk a little bit about Toby Hurd. He was a workhorse back for them this week. 26 carries in the game, 135 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, just a, a workhorse back. and a, Something they probably needed to find, needed a player to step up after losing Chaz Hayes last year and the dynamic that he brought to the backfield. Um, yeah, I mean, he's if you watch him play, I guess you have him. He's just a load. I mean, it's he's, people just bounce off of him. You know, he's he's a, a guy that's tough to bring down. He's not going to you know bust you a fifty yard touchdown run or anything usually. But I mean, he just when he gets between the tackles, he's he's tough to bring down. Yeah, he's he's a really good player. I've never heard of him until this year either. And yeah, I spoke with him after the uh, I think after the uh, after week two. And yeah, he's he's a smart young man, and I, I think he's going to have a good season. The way their offense works, I mean, he's going to be a workhorse between the tackles and. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets near the 1,000-yard mark before the season's over. Well, that is a lot of load to carry when you're talking about 26 carries in a game. Uh, Tipton Rosemark, I wanted to cover them, too. Uh, they uh, got the win this past weekend, huge numbers out of them. Uh, kind of how it went last year, they would, uh, because their schedule is so lopsided, either they're a heavy favorite or their opponent is a heavy favorite. And it, it's uh, they're so mismatched on almost all of their games, it's crazy. Uh, but they took care of business this past weekend. Jake Rohn, of course, uh, Mac Fullen uh, with – Ga- uh, good games, and then uh, they also had um, the Player of the Week uh, nominee, which is Clayton Brown. He had two carries for 32 yards and two touchdowns. He had a reception for 29 yards and a touchdown, and he had an interception in the game. And so the guy was able to get it done on all sides of the ball. Uh, Coach Penner, right back to where he was last year, I think. I mean, I, it, it doesn't seem like they've lost a step at all. No, they're going to be in good shape. I mean, their schedule is weird this year. You know, they play their first four games are on the road, and then their last six are at home. So, you know, we'll see what happens. They go at Greenfield uh, this week, and then after that they get six in a row at home to finish the regular season. Right. So, wow, yeah, that, I mean, that worked yeah, out well. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, if you can just get past that first bet and, yeah, you know, finish strong. I mean, yeah, I expect them to be right where they are. There's really no reason to believe they won't be in the playoffs again. And but yeah, their schedule is weird because right, it seems like most games they they before you go into them, they're especially in the league. It just seems like it's an obvious obvious result coming before they even play them. But there's a couple that could go either way. So yeah, I mean. Coach Perrin does a good job. Well, I, mean, I expect them to, to be there. One game to watch is going to be the Fayette Academy game. I think it's going to be huge for them. It's the Fayette Academy oh, game yeah. because Fayette Academy looks awesome right now. Their quarterback. Rube just... Ray is incredible. And uh, and he's not the only one. Uh, they've also got uh, Reed Holland over there that is amazing as well. Uh, but they, they just really – it is a uh, – uh, fantastic team that uh i think it's shivers is it yeah vic shivers has put together over there at fayette academy and uh that i think that's a showdown that's looming for the rebels yeah that's that's usually what it boils down to for them is a couple of games that can go either way you know that's that's always one of them. it used to be russell but russell's sort of uh falling back here in recent oh, years but uh yeah you're right More it comes down to those those couple of games where they're you know they could possibly host a playoff game or have to travel and <clears throat> they could ever get Get to the spot to host a, host a playoff game. You know, I think they would be in good shape to move on. So yeah, yeah. We'll, it, we'll see how that goes. And it definitely helps them that a lot of the the big travel teams are coming to them this year. And them instead of I mean, because you got a lot of them up near Nashville are coming to them instead of them having to go all the way up to Nashville and or the Nashville area, I should say. And then you got, and of course, Jackson. They got um, what is it, Jackson Christian coming down here too so they don't have to i think that helps them out a little bit being at home that's i mean that's a lot of that's a long way to go you know week after week because last year it seemed like they were they handled it all right because i mean they still made it into the playoffs but i i do agree with you jim i think they will it looks it looks that way so far they've bounced back from those that previous loss and kind of handled everything real well this past week but yeah i mean traveling is a pain is a pain for high school teams and it's i think sometimes people underestimate how much trouble it is and you know, coaches have so much stuff, more stuff to worry about when you're traveling. You know, when you're at home, you, you, you're in your routine. You can focus more on game planning and getting your guys ready. When you're on the road, you're worried about this and that. And 
getting the bus packed and making sure everybody's taken care of. And yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff. Well, I think the sure, biggest thing is just making sure everybody's on the bus when you leave oh. to go to the game, and everybody's on the bus when you leave to go home. Yep. And that's even exactly. more difficult, I think, because like. Kids have parents there, and I don't know what different football teams have rules about, but, like, a kid might ride the bus to the game but ride home. home with their parents. That's that's a lot to yeah. keep up with to me. You don't want to get Lane Kiffin. That's right. And then, you know. Left and had to ask for a ride. <laughs> had to call coach for a ride in the car. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well, uh, over there, like I said, I was talking about Clarkville earlier today, and uh, then I remembered – Oh, hey, yeah, we know the editor for the Collierville Herald. Collierville has a standout quarterback this year. Yeah, Mitch Austin is his name. Yeah, he's 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 good. Um, they had a really good quarterback last year whose name escaped me. He's playing college somewhere now. But yeah, they've they've got they've got he's he's pretty good. And a kid named Justin Stonework is a wide receiver. He had uh, over two hundred yards receiving last week. He's he's a kid to to look out for. But yeah, I mean Collierville's pretty. Yeah, they have such a tough, tough region, and um, you know we'll we'll see how that how they can do in that. But um, you know, they're it's a pretty exciting time to be a Cardinals fan. They have a new stadium that's going to open up here really soon. It's an unbelievable stadium. It almost looks like one of those Texas high school stadiums. Oh wow, it's really nice. I think they're going to uh, they're going to open that up here in a couple of weeks. But they have Germantown this Friday, so that, that's that's going to be a challenge. That's a big showdown there. Germantown's yeah. crushing that's, people. Yeah, yeah, that's that's going to be a tough tough uh, assignment for them. I don't look for them to get past that one, but other than that, they're going to be competitive. In now, they game. took down Arlington this week, right? And and that's a pretty big game. I mean, that, no, well, that was Houston. Houston. Bartlett. Houston took oh, down Arlington. They'd be at Bar- Houston, yeah. I'm sorry. Houston yeah. took down Arlington. And I didn't know that, though. That is interesting. Okay. Yeah. That, uh, uh, I just remember seeing it, and I was thinking, oh, okay, well, then uh, Arlington's not bad, yeah. so that means well, Houston's pretty good. And the Houston lost, the, or the Houston lost, the Brighton loss to Houston doesn't look so bad now. Seeing because we knew Arlington was rolling, Arlington's good, and Houston beat them forty-eight to twenty-one. So they hung a lot of points in Arlington. Arlington hadn't been giving up a lot, so it doesn't make you know. I remember Chad were actually tied, sending messages that night. I said, "Man, I was Brighton, you know, don't look so bad." Now at first you're like, "Oh man, Houston beat them," but they had to play them at Houston, and the fact that they didn't lose the same way that Arlington did, and we knew Arlington was pretty tough. Arlington and Arlington six A. I mean, they're yeah. they're in their uh, in their region, so. But Germantown's definitely the uh, juggernaut well, this year for sure. Jeff, what else you got going on at the leader before we move to the next segment? I knew you were going to ask me that. It's been <laughs> a short week, you know. So, <laughs> what do we have coming up in the leader? For uh, us too, short yeah, week for us. Yeah, too. <laughs> yeah. We had a, we had a police chief retire. You know, Jim Harger over here in, in my neck of the woods. Oh no, Mumford I didn't us. know Mumford Police Chief. Yes. Yeah, I know him. I, I know him. Uh, uh, you know, interacted with him for a lot of years. I really like Jim. Yeah, he's a good guy. So I, I, there's a story online about him, and it'll be in, in the print edition. So. That was some news. And other than that, you know, we're just sort of scrambling. We have a, you, know, you lose the Monday when you're printing on really Wednesday afternoon. It's, it's pretty, pretty rough. So we're just kind of scrambling stuff together. So if you have any news, you know, let me know. We might have some space in the paper this week. Yeah, uh, I'll make something up and send it in. All right, that's fine. We're, we're cool with that. We do that. When times get tough, we'll do that. We're not above that. That's right. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. We'll talk to you again same time next week. All right, guys. Take care. Catch you later, All right. That's Jeff Ireland, sports editor for The Leader and the Collierville Herald. When we come back, we'll have Coach Marty Wheeler from the Covenant Chargers on Adam and Chad on U.S. 51 Country 93.5 FM and the U.S. 51 Country mobile app.
Get ready to get your game on with the Tennessee Lottery and fill up your day with fun. Like when you need to upgrade the fun on that road trip. When you could use a little Did I Just Win $50 fun. Woo, yeah! Or when you'd like to add a side of fun to that next snack. Wow, good. Would you like some fun with that? Well, yeah. Then play the Tennessee Lottery. And for just a dollar or two, you can get your game on. Please remember, play responsibly. Come on, guys. We can still turn it around. Johnson, let's see some hustle. You're dragging out there. Sanders, head up. Live for the next play. And Phillips, you call that effort? Hey, Mike, easy, buddy. We play instant games to have fun. You're right. Sorry, fellas. Next game's on me. Give your competitive side the kick it needs with new September instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. For that professional landscaping appearance every time, depend on Land Pride, the leader in landscape and agri-maintenance equipment. Wooten Tractor Company in Covington is your local authorized Land Pride dealer. From rotary cutters and tillers to cedars, rakes, and blades, you'll find that no landscaping task is too tough for Land Pride. Discuss the complete line of Land Pride products with your local Land Pride dealer. Wooten Tractor Company, 2031 Highway 51 South in Covington. Let me tell you a story about three young boys. Their father ran a successful building supplies business. The boys would hang around their dad's business a lot and they learned what it took to make the business work, like having what the customers wanted, treating them right, and selling their products at a fair price. Now those three young boys are running the business themselves. They are doing it just like their daddy did. They've even expanded it. You know it as R.L. Colston and Sons, and those three boys are Bob, Rodney, and Mike Colston. R.L. Colston and Sons is where it's always been on West Liberty and downtown Covington. Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home has proudly served families from Tipton and its surrounding counties in their times of need for generations. In fact, Houston Moss is their third generation funeral director. Like his uncle and grandfather before him, Houston will explain all the different options available to your family. Whether you're planning an unexpected funeral or pre-planning your own, trust Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home to make the process as easy as possible. It's the U.S. 51 Country Dollar Saver Guy with good news. Eat out at great restaurants for half price. Family fun things to do at half price. It's all at half price online at us51dollarsaver.com. There are still great savings available online. Go get yours before they're all gone from us51dollarsaver.com. Meticulous meeting notes, check. Color-coded staffing calendar, check. Praiseworthy report on office printing cost, check. Most companies don't track how much desktop printers cost each month. With R.J. Young's Managed Print Program, the printer, toner, and award-winning service are one set monthly fee. And R.J. Young saved us at least 30%. Next promotion, check. Managed Print is everything but the paper for one fixed monthly fee. Learn more at rjyoung.com. Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low near 76. Tomorrow, mixed clouds and sunshine with a few scattered thunderstorms. Wednesday's high 89. On Thursday, the situation changes just a bit as the remnants of Tropical Storm Gordon pass close to the Mid-South. Scattered showers and thunderstorms Thursday with a high of 88. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center. From Mumford to Mason, it's U.S. 51 Country 93.5 FM. WKBQ, Covington.
we wanted a show that crossed Sports Center with Jimmy Fallon with West Tennessee. Pretty cool, right? Then we blew our budget on tacos and ended up going with Adam and Chad. Welcome back in, Adam and Chad, US 51 Country 93.5 FM, the US 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live. Adam, remind everybody what they need to do before the second hour starts. That's right, that's right. We got uh, our voting, got to keep your voting going. We got a close, a little bit of a close race here. So if you want to get your votes in to get uh, your player of the week to win right now, uh, we got... Hat Ads Player of the Week. Hat Ads Player of the Week, yeah. We got uh, Bratlow Max is sitting at 163 votes. Clayton Brown is sitting with 111. Toby Hurd is sitting at 75. And then Nick Johnson at 53. So y'all still got one more segment here. We'll we'll do it after the halftime and get you votes in as quick as you can. I'm, I'm approving them as quick as they come in for people adding to the group. So just add to the group, get you voting. Also, be listening. We're going to be giving away a pair of tickets to the Memphis-Georgia State game. Not this coming weekend, but it's for next weekend. So we'll be doing that in the next hour, too. So. All right, we are joined now on the phone by the head football coach at Covington High School, Coach Marty Wheeler. Coach, thanks for joining us this evening, and congratulations on the win this past Friday. Thank you, man. Thank uh, thank you guys for having me on. And uh, I didn't have a new picture for you, so now I just don't put a picture of you on the screen. <laughs> and that's what, that's what we're going to go with this year is no picture. And uh, we're going to okay. see how that works. But uh, – uh, Coach, uh, you picked up an uh, important win. They're all important, and uh, you picked up another one. You're 3-0 and going into Brighton this weekend. One thing I thought was impressive was your quarterback, Brock Lomax, 8 of 12. Uh, and I was talking to Jeff Ireland earlier, and I wanted to bring up to you the maturation of Lomax and the uh, the way that he's become more accurate over time. Uh, prior to beginning this year, he had a 43% completion percentage. This year, he has a 61% completion percentage. So he's obviously worked on his accuracy in the offseason and corrected some things there. And I think now, with with that uh, done, that makes him uh, uh, really the total package that you want. And, uh, you know, not that everybody's got things they can work on, but he's definitely trending in the direction that you would want your quarterback to be in his senior year. Oh, for sure he is. I mean, he's... Uh... You know, Brock's one of our captains. He, he's a guy that's been uh, that been starting for four years. And, you know, the biggest thing uh, with those stats, I think, I think it's a combination of a couple things. You know, it's uh, the 43% maybe leading up this year was a combination of, of maybe him being young as a freshman and sophomore, uh, along with uh, us not catching some balls that he threw up out that were on the money. You know, we've dropped several balls throughout his career that, I thought he put on the money as well, um, you know, and I think that's that's what you're dealing with anytime you throw the football. I mean, a lot of times uh, quarterbacks can be it can be deceiving, you know, they can be uh, eight to twelve like he was, and maybe a couple great catches were made, or they can be a low percentage, and we drop some balls, hit us right in the hands. So, you know, it's it's a combination of both for us, but he he has really matured and his accuracy has improved. Uh, like you said, but I think it, you know, he's always, we've always felt comfortable with him throwing the football. Uh, it's always been a situation where, uh, for me as a coach, personally, more concerned about us protecting him uh, while he finds the open receiver and then us trying to catch the football once he puts the ball where it needs to be. So it's, uh, 
a lot of things that got to go on right when, when you throw the football. Uh, y'all have heard me say that before, and, and uh, so far uh, this year, uh, especially last Friday night when we when uh, we dialed it up, uh, Brock had a lot of success throwing the football, and, and our guys did a great job of catching it. And it was a a total team effort and a big night for him. Certainly was, and uh, he is one of uh, the players that is nominated this week for Player of the Week because of that uh, great performance. And you're getting really great production out of your run game as well. Uh, and you're you have to be pleased with the number of people on your team that can step up at any time and carry the load if they need to. Uh, I mean, it's always nice to have uh, more than one or two guys that you can count on to make plays for you. Um, you know, we, we um, Keyshawn's going through. He's been injured a little bit, banged up here the last couple games. So uh, maybe, hopefully, we're going to be able to get him healed up uh, over some time here and get him back 100%. But, uh, you know, and he's done a great job so far. But Marcus Hayes and, and, and Paige have really uh, stepped their game up along with, um, you know, Lomax as well as uh, – you know, Rob Hendon, our tight ends, had a, had a uh, very productive year so far catching football as, long, as well as uh, McGarity at wide out. And then Page. Page not only ran the ball with success, he's had a lot of success. Ian Hayes both uh, catching the ball out of the backfield. So uh, it's, it's been a really um, – several guys, I think, uh, have stepped up and made plays when they've been called upon. Uh, and you know what I'm going to tell you, that, that the majority of that, the reason that's – uh, a possibility that can happen is, is uh, the play of our offensive line. I think our offensive line has um, has blocked well for the most part. Do we still need to, to work on some things? Absolutely. There's a lot of things we need to work on. But uh, we have, I thought, handled some of the loss. You know, we lost some guys on the offensive line from a year ago. And those, and, and we got some guys that have stepped in. And, and their effort is really good. I like the, the way they're trying to play. They just got to their technique. And they got to be smarter about how they play. So we, we're just a constant working uh, in progress the entire time. So at this point right now, though, yes, very pleased with uh, the production offensively so far out of our team along with – I mean, to be honest with you, Chad, I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, excited about the production we've had so far in all three phases of the game uh, going into this week. All right. And I, it seems like things are also coming together at the perfect time because now you've got Brighton and Milan right back-to-back which I know those are games I'm sure the guys are really excited about. And it's just kind of, you know, the rivalry Brighton and Milan because of last year and all the, the history with them. And it also, I was going to ask you about, how, you know, the, the defense seems to be doing very well this year. I mean, you've only allowed a touchdown in each game. Well, in the Munford game, it was two touchdowns in there. But um, it's that's pretty good overall. I mean, and you're averaging a little over 40 points a game. So you're very, very balanced. So I, I noticed that you're pretty proud of your defense being the way doing the how well they've done so far to this point. Um, probably is probably pleased uh, or is excited about uh, their production so far uh, up at this point of the season than any part of our game or our team, to be honest with you. I mean, I think last week uh, we had a couple of mistakes that we uh, on offense uh, early in the game and then right before uh, halftime, you know, where we put our defense in a huge bind. And it would have been very easy for them to give uh, to, to you know give in and, and allow McNary to, to uh, score points and even a touchdown, which would have given them you know some uh, a good bit of a, a momentum going into halftime. But, but I mean, our defense did I thought an outstanding job of not letting them in the end zone. Every chance that that they I think they had to, to maybe gain some momentum, our defense 
did not allow them to, to gain that momentum, and that's huge, right. especially on the road. And and that's uh, can't say enough about you know Coach Katraj and uh, Coach Fain and Coach uh, Coach Nix, Coach Gaines, go forth all those guys. Uh, they're on the defensive side of the ball. They do a really good job getting our guys ready to go every week. Coach, going into Brighton this week, uh, what are some things that you have to prepare for with them? Uh, they, of course, started the season 0-2, but then picked up some momentum against Bolton, so they're coming off of a win now, and you have to travel to meet them. It's a big rivalry game, even though it's not a region game for either one of you. What are the things that you're working on this week to watch out for with uh, Brighton? Well, I mean, anytime you play them, you got to be, uh, be really focused on what you know, what coverages we're in, what defense we're playing, because you, you, you have to mix it up. You know, some uh, and the different calls that are made. You know, you got to make sure that they're they're going no huddle. They could change tempos, so you got to your guys got to be constantly focused on getting the call from the side and getting you know getting lined up and understanding what the role is. You know, I tell our guys each week. I mean, people get caught up in all these things that everybody wants to do, throwing the football and you know trick play, whatever you want to call it, trying to be fancy. And the bottom line is, is it that. that Football is not going to change. It's blocking and tackling. Who blocks the best? Who tackles the best? Is usually who wins the ball game. But you've got to get lined up correctly and understand what's going on and get the call and know your responsibility before the ball snapped. Or I mean, that's not. If you can't do that, the rest of it uh, is not going to happen as well. So we're, you know, there's a lot of things that go into this week. Try to stimulate what they do, the speed that they do it at. Um, you know, it's uh, anytime you play a team, it's a spread-type team, in my opinion. It's really important that you run to the football. It's always important that you run the football. But against the spread team, they're going to – you know, Brighton's going to have plays that, that, that – just like any spread team, where they pick up yards, you know. I mean, we want to limit their their yards after the catch. You know, we don't want to take a – we don't want to turn a 10-yard pass play into a huge play. We want to make them snap it again. We want to make them snap it over and over and over and then see what happens. See if they, you know, make a mistake or we create a turnover or – you know, things of that nature. And then, you know, offensively, we got to continue to, to be honest with you, it's never about what the other team's doing. It's always about us. So we, we just got to continue to get better, you know, uh, as far as our team goes on an offensive, from an offensive standpoint, uh, with, our, with everything that we do. You know, our run game, our pass game, we still have a lot of things we can improve on. And, uh, you know, but like you said, it's a rivalry. So the guys will be excited to play in it. We just got to make sure that we play. It's not just okay to play to play hard. You got to play smart as well. Right, right. And also, and throw the records out too. In this kind of game, when it comes to rivalry, it doesn't matter where you're sitting at. It's pretty much a zero zero for everybody when you step on that field. I'm sure. And then, oh, there's no doubt about it. They won't, the records won't matter. This Friday, only record will matter this Friday is uh, who's ever winning. Who's got more points than other one? This one's over. That's right. That's right. And also keeping them focused on this game and not looking ahead at either. I know you're a game-by-game -game guy, too. I'd keep them off that Milan game because I'm sure there's some voices out there, uh, you know, remembering last year and the history with them. You had to keep them focused on Brighton. So we're worried about Brighton this week, not, not – That's we'll, right. We'll that's, always, that's always a challenge around here every every week is, 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 is staying focused at one, just whoever we're playing. We're playing uh, – I'd say we're playing Brighton. I'd say that's the only time Brighton has our attention – and we're ever focused on what they're doing, and that's to be this week. And so we're on that week right now, and that's that's what we're doing. So we'll hopefully our guys will uh, pick up the game plan like they should. We'll execute it, and uh, we'll have we'll have a uh, a lot of success Friday night.
Well, Coach, as always, we appreciate you joining us, and uh, we also appreciate the post-game interviews uh, that you give to the crew over there at our sister station, WKBL, the home of Charger football. Uh, this week's game will be on both 93.5 FM and uh, WKBL 1250 AM and the associated mobile apps and online and all of that. Uh, and the, So you can hear the Covenant Home broadcast on WKBL while you can hear the Game of the Week broadcast here on 93.5. But, Coach, we appreciate you uh, uh, giving those guys that time, and we appreciate you giving us your time today. All right, man. Thank you, guys. Catch you later, buddy. All right, thank Good you. Bye. And that was uh, Coach Marty Wheeler, Covington High School, uh, the head coach there. They're going in to play Brighton this week, as you heard me say. And I wanted to remind everybody before we go to the halftime break that you need to vote in the poll. You got about six minutes. We close voting at seven o'clock. So any votes that come in after seven o'clock do not count toward the official tally. Uh, but you can go vote for the Hat Ads Player of the Week. Uh, Hat Ads Department Store sponsors that award. They, uh, they give a $20 gift certificate each and every week to the winner of that. And then at the end of the year, there will be the Hat Ads Player of the Year which will get a $100 gift certificate to Haddad's Department Store, a great outdoor store. If you didn't know it, you can also shop online for Haddad's, hdsoutdoors.com, hdsoutdoors.com, and they are the sponsor of the Player of the Week Award. You can vote in the Player of the Week poll. There are four nominations for Player of the Week this week. Nick Johnson, the quarterback at Brighton, Brock Lomax, the quarterback at Covington, and Toby Hurd, the running back at Munford, and Clayton Brown, the running back from Tipton Rosemark. They're all nominated. Vote. Uh, their stats are up there. Vote for who you think should be Player of the week you have to get your vote in now you have to be a member of the facebook group fans of adam and chad if you're not click join group and wait to get approved also we'll be giving away in the second half tickets to see memphis take on georgia state at the liberty bowl that's not this weekend it's next weekend but we'll have a pair of tickets we'll be giving away to that game as hopefully the tigers are coming into that two and oh and we'll be looking to get to three and oh at that game Big crowd this weekend at the Liberty Bowl, hoping to repeat another big crowd next weekend after this one when they come back and uh, face them. And we want to send two people to the game, so we will have a contest later to do that. I got your halftime score update coming up in just a moment. And what else, Adam? We'll be giving away the tickets. I, I swear I had something else in my head, and then I forgot. <laughs> well, we got our picks at I the said end. I we'll be giving away the tickets. <laughs> yeah, we'll have our picks, too, at the end. I just kind of thought I was forgetting something. I no, didn't want to throw it over to you before you, I got out. No, nah, you hit it all. Other anything. than we're, we'll, we'll be doing our pick them at the end of the, at the last segment. So, All right. There you go. Be right back. Adam and Chad. From Burleson to Brighton, it's U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM, WKBQ, Covington. USA Radio News. After a full day of partisan bickering, Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh finally got to deliver his opening statement. As a nominee to the Supreme Court, I understand the responsibility I bear. Some 30 years ago, Judge Anthony Kennedy sat in this seat. He became one of the most consequential justices in American history. I served as his law clerk in 1993. 
Today, U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Nikki Haley said that President Trump will host the United Nations Security Council meetings with foreign leaders later this month in New York City. Haley was also asked during a press conference how things are going regarding North Korea and them denuclearizing. We let Chairman Kim know that just because we shake hands and we smile at each other does not mean that the international community is okay with their building of, of ballistic missiles. This is USA Radio News. Do you want a more honest media? Hello, my name is Robert Farrow and I've grown tired of shadow banning, censorship, and one-sided reporting from today's news and social media companies. That's why my team created RightToVoice.com. We don't push aside. That's right, the number two, and voice. We don't push aside. We include all the sides so you can make a choice in what you read and say and what appears on your wall. And we respect your privacy and don't sell your data. RightToVoice.com. It's the only place where you'll get all the news. It's usually one click to join, so check us out today. RightToVoice.com. We don't push aside. That's right, the number two, and voice. We don't push aside. We include all the sides so you can make a choice in what you read and say and what appears on your wall. And we respect your privacy and don't sell your data. RightToVoice.com. An internal probe at the EPA finds it spent more than it should have on security for its former administrator. USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes reports. The EPA Inspector General saying the agency failed to document why the former administrator, Scott Pruitt, needed more than $3.5 million in round-the-clock security through 2017. According to the agency, Pruitt's security costs were more than double that of his predecessor, Gina McCarthy, during her last year in that office. The Inspector General's report says the EPA's lack of rules over security for agency heads can result in such, quote, excessive or unnecessary costs. The inspector general also says those costs incurred under Pruitt included $106,000 in overtime for security guards that lacked the proper authorization. Today, Arizona Governor Doug Ducey appointed former Senator John Kyle to the late John McCain seat. You're listening to USA Radio News. It's time for your halftime score update. And in tennis, Serena Williams is tied right now in her match. It's probably the only tennis match you even care about that's going on right now. Moving on to Major League Baseball. The Cardinals lead the Nationals 4-0 at the end of the second. Pirates lead the Reds 3-0 bottom of the third. Rays lead the Blue Jays 1-0 top of the fourth. Phillies lead the Marlins 6-1 top of the second. Indians lead the Royals 4-0 bottom of the second. Braves lead the Red Sox 1-0 in the bottom of the second. And a lot of teams still haven't taken the field yet, uh, but they will here shortly, including the Angels and Rangers, Cubs and Brewers, and Tigers and White Sox. That is your halftime score update. More in just a moment from Adam and Chad. We'll talk top 25 college 
And we'll also have your chance to win two tickets, plus we'll announce the player of the week. It's all coming up next on Adam and Chad on US 51 Country, 93.5 FM in the US 51 Country mobile app. This year, US 51 Country is teaming up with ScoreStream to provide all the local high school football scores in real time. And we need your help to make it happen. Download the ScoreStream app now and start following your favorite team. Use the app during football games to follow all of the action. And join in by posting scores, photos, video, and chat with other fans and rivals. ScoreStream is available at your favorite app store. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM. And here we go. All right, welcome back. Second half, Adam and Chad, US 51 Country 93.5 FM, the US 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live, where you can leave your comment. 901-475-9355 is the show's number. And... The top 25 is out. We're tallying votes right now, by the way, for the player of the week. We are getting our winner for that. And we'll also have our ticket giveaway in just a moment. The AP Top 25 for college football came out today. Uh, it always comes out belated on the first weekend because they have a big Monday game. Uh, Alabama, no surprise, number one. Clemson, number two. Georgia, number three. Ohio State, number four. Wisconsin in the five spot. Oklahoma, six. Auburn, seven. Notre Dame, 8, Washington, 9, and Stanford, 10. I think Washington, the biggest surprise there is that they stayed in the top 10 after the loss to Auburn. Florida State dropped all the way out of the poll. Texas also dropped all the way out of the poll after their losses over the weekend. Virginia Tech found their way into the poll and all the way up to 12th. And uh, then they may have already been ranked. Um but Virginia Tech is up there. Memphis not in the uh, top 25 this week. They did, however, get six votes in the AP poll. Uh, they got 27 votes in the coaches poll. Uh, UCF, the only American Athletic Conference team in the top 25, but not the only powerless five uh team in there. UCF is ranked 19th. Boise State is ranked 20th in the poll. And then also uh, getting some votes are uh, Arkansas State got one vote in this poll as well. Fresno State with a vote too. So uh, a the Powerless Five looking to get a little more respect maybe at the beginning of the year this year. But it's still uh, kind of funny because the way they do the polls because they start out with a preseason top 25 before seeing anything. And this is why I like the way that the college football playoff does it is because they wait until games have been played. Uh, they wait until quite a, until half the season is over or more. And then I don't think you should wait that long, but I think you should wait till like week three, week four. I think week four would be a good time to start with the polls because honestly, until then you don't know week one, you have no idea. I mean, Alabama and Clemson ranked one and two, and neither team had, uh, or, or both teams were supposedly starting their quarterbacks. Now, Alabama had the uh, Jalen Hurts coming back, uh, and they had two of who you'd seen. But, you know, a lot of these teams get ranked based on what they did the previous year or just what people think. And, uh, I mean, Clemson had a lot of question marks. Not that I don't think they're good, but, I mean, uh, it's just something you got to see. And so now you look and you say, okay, well, now you got week one. But you still really don't know because you don't know, 
yes, Alabama looked impressive, and there's no reason to doubt that they are impressive, but we don't know how bad Louisville is. We don't know if Louisville's bad or if Louisville's good, and that's how much they beat them by a good, they beat a good team by. Uh, we also, uh, Clemson, not much of a game to judge them by, so you don't really know anything about them. A lot of these teams you don't know enough about from one week or even two weeks to find out. So I think, you know, week three, week four would be a better time to really start ranking because the problem with starting out with the preseason ranking is that now something has to happen to move those people out of the top 25. In other words, uh, you have to have a situation like Florida State. Florida State had to lose to get out of the top 25. Otherwise, they'd be in. And, uh, but even teams that didn't play tough opponents are not going to shuffle too much so Clemson, let's say Clemson has four cupcake games to begin the year before they get into conference. And they win them all. And so they started out preseason ranked number two. They continue to be ranked number two the entire time. There's really no basis for that. There are other teams that are undefeated at that point that have beat ranked teams that should be ranked above them, but they won't do it because they were already up there. And it's like... Something has to go wrong for you to lose your ranking. Another team can't just prove it's better than you. You have to prove that you are worse than you than they thought. Right. And that that's flawed to me in a way. Yeah, and I mean in some way I've thought what they could do is you got the coaches poll and you've got the AP poll. And we know the AP poll is the one that really matters. Um but what they could do is you have your coaches poll for the first four weeks of the season. And let that, because, you know, they want to have your little rankings up there for ESPN for game day, all that matchups and things. And let that be the poll that controls your ranking for the first four weeks. And that ranking really, within that fourth week or the fifth week, that's when the official AP poll that will control who goes to the playoff. Then let that one come well, out. The if AP poll match, doesn't control the playoff, though. Now, now to be clear, the clay, the college football selection playoff selection committee they have their own poll, and it doesn't come out until week eight or nine, I think. Right. And so their poll is, and it's honestly, it's not even really the determining factor uh, in the end, but their poll, it does wait until there is a body of work to look at before they put it out. And that is the one that matters the most is what the selection committee thinks of you, not what the writers at the AP or the coaches Right, but a lot of times, though, they follow a similar path to what the AP has in there a lot of times. if you, I mean, There's some of them that are a lot different, but they're, for the most part, your top ten are about in the same. They shift around a little, but it's pretty close, whereas the coaches' poll seems to be kind of all over the place because it's more of the coaches. Then sometimes it's a combination of both. But I think that's why it's, it's understood that, you know, if you got the coaches' poll for the first four weeks and then you switch over to the AP on the fifth, and have I mean you still have your coaches like you always do, and just have that AP poll, and well, then that'd be the one that they could use at that point, and then then your in some ways other one. I mean, it'd be a lot of polls. In going, some ways, but. the coaches' poll is a fallacy anyway because half the coaches don't vote themselves. I don't know if it's half. Okay, like that's not an official statistic for me, but some coaches don't vote themselves. The coaches that are chosen right. each have year, they have somebody else do it. Number one, because they don't watch all the games. And that's another thing. It's either them or somebody on their staff. And honestly, they spend all week preparing for the next week and watching the opponent for the next week. They didn't watch all. They don't see all the games. They don't. All they see is scores. 
And so it's really as much of a fallacy as anything just because it's not a fair assessment of the teams because coaches don't have any interest in knowing. You heard Coach Marty Wheeler from the Covenant Chargers uh, in the last segment say that they don't think about Milan this week, and they don't think about Brighton last week, and they're not going to think about Brighton next week. They only think about Brighton this week. And so could he be voting in the weekly poll? No, because he doesn't pay attention to anybody except who he's playing. And it's the same thing with college coaches. They don't pay attention to anybody except who they're playing. And uh, it's so really having them vote, I I don't know. I mean, I I think I would just rather, I'd honestly would rather see it maybe like be, uh, well, honestly, I'd just do away with it to me. (laughs) But uh, in the writer's poll is is just for fun. So, but I, I mean, it does control some things, I guess. They give out their own national championship. So I guess the AP poll matters, but... You know, it's, uh, I think the coaches poll, it follows the AP pretty closely and it's always interesting, but you got to wonder how much gets put into it really. Yeah. I mean, and and there's, you know, some of it's biased to certainty. I mean, there's some of them you look in the poll, like right now, I mean, yeah, it's just week one, but there's teams where like Wisconsin has one vote. I wonder who vote that, you know, one one first place vote. Right. Right. That's what I mean. Like one of the first place votes. In that case, of course, that only usually deals with the top tier. But you can look at that and go, okay. There's I can respect that, vote, though. Whereas, I can respect that more than I can respect a Clemson number one vote. And I'll tell you why. Well, I mean, yeah. Wisconsin beat a better opponent. Yeah, but it goes back to what you're saying. It goes with whatever the preseason poll was. They they look at it and go, oh, well, they were ranked this. But that's why way. I can respect somebody that is willing to vote them number one all the way up from wherever they were. Rather than just say, well, you know, Clemson didn't lose, so they have to stay number yeah. two, you know, well, like that. And that's where the coaches' poll seems to be more following what you're saying, though, because if you look at, like, Alabama has 48 first place in the AP, but they've got 59 in the coaches' polls. So it's like the coaches are going, okay, they look like the best team. Well, now, there are also Clemson more, has a lot less more the voters. There are more voters in the coaches' poll. I, th- I think there are more voters in the coaches' poll than there are mm-hmm. the AP, or either the other way around. It's, it's only – well, it looks like there's only – two more well as far as first place vote how they vote because right now there's it looks like there's 61 in the ap and there are 63 in that oh so it's pretty close so now i, I was thinking there was but a big the way case. they're divided up is completely different like like i said there's 59 for alabama 48 on the ap clemson's only got three in the coaches poll they got a dozen in the ap and then ohio state's got one in the coaches poll and in the ap it's it's wisconsin that has one which in both cases I know who's voting. You know, the coaches poll, I know that's Ohio State. That's, that's not Urban, but one of his staff voted for them. Wisconsin, obviously, and the AP has somebody on it that's doing it. Now, well, I don't Clemson, know if Urban Meyer is one say, of the coaches in the poll this year. No. Well, you know, speaking of that, I read where he's back at practices now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he it's was, like, yeah. if you're suspended, you're suspended. But No, that's not That's the case. not how they're doing it with this. They're like, he's oh, He's suspended you know, from the games, but he's still at practice. Right, which yeah. that, to me, it's ridiculous. But I, I won't go on. That's a whole other story for another time. we digress. But, let's, uh, uh, let's now move to the Player of the Week poll. And the Hat Ads Player of the Week, we have a winner. Adam, who is it? It will be Brock Lomax. Brock Lomax, quarterback from Covington, is the winner. How many votes? It'll be, let's see if it'll update, 164. 
164 yeah. votes. So, and uh, Clayton Brown from Tipton Rosemark was right. They were at 111. You know, it's a good job. Appreciate all the votes. Everybody, that was a lot. This poll had more than I think we've had in a long time. I think last year we had some that were like this. But, you know, and you got a bunch of guys. Everybody's kind of matched evenly pretty good and had pretty decent opponents. Um, then you had uh, Toby Hurd from uh, Munford had 75. And then Nick Johnson from Brighton had 54. So, you know, everybody had a significant button. You know, like there's only two votes here and there. But uh, a lot of votes appreciate all the participation. But uh, Brock came out on top on this one. And uh, he'll be our. All right. So we'll be coming to see you week. in two days. Brock Lomax present you with the Hat Ads Player of the Week award and a $20 gift certificate to Hat Ads Department Store in Mumford. Thanks to them for bringing us the Hat Ads Player of the Week. Adam, uh, next up, we need to give away this pair of tickets to Memphis and Georgia State. That's right. That's right. How are we going to do that? We'll do, we'll do like we did last time. I'm, I'm going to come up with some uh, cooler, more creative ways to do it. But we'll. we'll We'll do is here. I'd say in the next few minutes, maybe the next start, the next segment when Brandon is on or something, give him time and just have everybody put uh, "Go Tigers Go" in the. Well, so if you say it now, then it starts now. I right. mean, because they're going to start doing it right now. No, everybody's been pretty good about that. So we'll just what we'll do is when we will, I'll come on. We'll say start now, and then everybody that puts their name there, we'll put it like we did last time, and we'll write your name down. We'll draw you live, and we'll give away that pair of tickets so coming up in the first part of the next segment all right uh we've got a little bit of nfl to talk with brandon reed next uh he will give you some fantasy tips and we'll also talk about the uh upcoming games for week one of the nfl the upcoming starters uh starting quarterbacks named all the way around the league everybody is ready to go plus paxton lynch Put on waivers by the Broncos. Khalil Mack got traded to the Bears. Yeah, Lots of NFL crazy. to talk about. Brandon Reed will join us when we come back on Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM and the US 51 Country mobile app. Covington and Tipton County has seen a lot of change over the past 10 years. New schools, new businesses, but one thing that hasn't changed is the compassionate service that's the hallmark of Covington Funeral Home. Situated amidst the grounds of beautiful Magnolia Garden Cemetery, Covington Funeral Home is a full-service facility that offers the funeral home and cemetery in one location. If you're interested in pre-planning your funeral, changing your existing pre-planned funeral, or have questions about traditional funerals and cremations, call Covington Funeral Home at 476-3757. Remember, Change can be a good thing. Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low near 76. Tomorrow, mixed clouds and sunshine with a few scattered thunderstorms. Wednesday's high 89. On Thursday, the situation changes just a bit as the remnants of Tropical Storm Gordon pass close to the Mid-South. Scattered showers and thunderstorms Thursday with a high of 88. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center. U.S. 51 Country Community Calendar. 
If your church, civic group, or nonprofit organization has an event coming up or important information that you would like to share on the community calendar, we'd love to hear from you. Send the details to Public Service Director in care of US 51 Country, 101 WKBL Drive, Covington, Tennessee, 38019, or visit the website us51country.com and click on Calendar to post your information. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM. It's going to be fun on the bun. And welcome back, Adam and Chad. Joined now on the phone by Brandon Reed from Ritter's Tube Town and My Fantasy Sports Talk. Brandon, thanks for joining us and coming in to talk NFL once again this week. No problem, man. We're off to a crazy week so far. I mean, it was shortened with the holiday, so we step right in. Tuesday is like Monday. You got folks boycotting Nike. You got folks debating (laughs) over which is the best white rapper right now. So, what is going on in the world right now? I don't know. I I actually, uh, I only saw one brief thing about the rapper thing. I didn't even know it was a, a deal. Uh, but apparently there's something between uh, Eminem and some other guy who I'd never even heard of. So, Right, yeah. yeah. Machine Gun Kelly, so... Oh, gotcha. Okay. See, I, I don't know these things because, like, if it didn't come out in the 90s, I'm pretty dense about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I try to keep my music a wide array, you know, from anything from 60s, 70s rock. You know, about the only thing I really, I mean, I really don't listen to, to older school, like, you know, old school jazz. I'm not like classical or anything like that. But as far as pop, pop culture music, I try to, you know, I listen to it, a little bit of everything. But, uh, yeah, it's silly, man. It, it's just silly. Um, and, you know, you, you, you all, everyone is going to have their preference. So, uh, just, you know, the best thing is try to keep that in mind, I guess, and you know, don't let the debates get out of hand because ultimately it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't yeah, really. matter. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's been my contention with a lot of things is, I mean, honestly, boil it down and figure out how it actually affects your life. And if it's none or not much, then I wouldn't worry about it too much. Yeah, but I mean, we got we got more important things. Football season is we are here. Um, yeah, we are. It is definitely here. Went to the ASU game. I saw you were at the Memphis game Saturday, uh, and NFL kicks off this week. So I'm about to be too busy to worry about some of the stuff. I wanted to ask you too. I saw some of your pictures uh, and videos from the Arkansas State game, and I've never seen. I've never been in the stadium, so I haven't seen this. They've got like a waterfall. In the stadium, it's well. That's brand new. I mean, that was just built like mm, uh, seventeen days ago. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Ar- Arkansas State likes to push their construction to the very <laughs> limit. Uh, yeah, of opening up now. Yeah. Uh, and what uh, you probably couldn't tell, but they have a tunnel there. So what what's going to happen is they have you know their athletic facility, uh, their football facility and what they're building is an underground tunnel so the players can come from their new athletic facility uh, into the stadium under the tunnel in that one end zone. So they're called that the North End Zone Project's been going on really, really heavy over the last month. I mean, all that was dirt a month ago, Chad, uh, seriously. So uh, they really got that together really quickly. And there's two waterfalls on each side of where that tunnel is. So um, nice rock waterfalls, you know, with the water cascading down. 
And what they're doing is when the uh, red wolves score, those fountains shoot up about 20 feet in the air. So, uh, so no new, joke. cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Normally the water's just cascading down, but when the red wolves score, the uh, the fountains will shoot up about 20 feet in the air. How cool uh, so is that? It is cool. It's just cool. You know, you got all these SEC schools that are, you know, bragging about all their stadium, you know, facility upgrades and they're building these mega stadiums. Well, of course, you got the SEC money, uh, but they all they're all kind of becoming cookie cutter, just, you know, huge stadiums. But I kind of like the smaller environment uh, with the Arkansas State because it is a very unique uh, home environment now. And it's just it's something you're not going to get with the big stadiums, uh, the big power five conferences. And they picked up the win over SEMO. SEMO, uh, though, uh, I have to say, I was torn on that one. So I had to, because uh, I, I generally uh, like Arkansas State. But uh, on that one, I had to stay silent because they're like three out of the four starting offensive linemen, I believe, are Brighton High School alumni like I am. So I, I uh, for SEMO. And uh, so I, I, I just had to kind of stay out of that one. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah, no, SEMO's been signing up a lot of the local talent here, uh, and I like it, as Arkansas State does as much as they can, too. Um, so I, I get it, you know, and, and, and SEMO had a really good showing in the first half. Arkansas State was committing a lot of turnovers, uh, probably had about 100 yards in penalty yards, you know, with five minutes to go in the second quarter. So they're really kind of shooting themselves in the foot. And then I think just, you know, the numbers that kind of wore down on SEMO a little bit. And I'll be honest, though, Arkansas State knocked their starting quarterback straight out of the game, knocked him cold. So uh, they took a step back there. They were playing, you know, I would say two-thirds of the game with a backup quarterback. Um, but uh, just a fun night in Jonesboro uh, to see the new uh, waterfall and the fountains uh, underway. And the uh, only suggestion I had for that is if I think, and I think eventually they'll get to this, they need to make it somehow where they could dye that red, the fountain, oh, the spurts cool. at least. I know. Oh, You'll yeah. probably get some people to say, well, that's too creepy. It's like blood. Well, no, come on. No, no. We're the <laughs> red wolves. Cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would. It'd be, yeah. it'd be awesome if, they, if, that, the, if those fountains shot up like 20 feet by in the, the air way, red. Right. Who would have thought when they had to change their name from, or I don't guess they had to, but when they decided to change their name from the Indians, that they would have come out so much better. Oh, they marketed it so much better. I, I mean, so that mascot is fantastic. It is. I've come around so much. I've done a complete 180 on that because all you want to know the name I was in favor of. I was in favor of the Aggies because I thought it really rolled off the tongue. Well, A State Aggies, and there there are, there are a few Aggies. Uh, you know, with Texas A and M, and what is it? Uh, like Utah State. Utah State. Yeah, yeah. Utah State. So there is a couple, but man, this is agricultural country, as you know. They're in Tipton County and in, in some of the areas there, but I, we are in the heart of agricultural country. So I just think it made so much. And Arkansas State was uh, called Arkansas A and M way back in the day. Mm-hmm. There's actually still a sign on the campus uh, that has A and M on it. So I just thought that made perfect sense. But what they've done with this mascot, uh, and now it just kind of rolls off the tongue: A State Red Wolves, and it, we are the only Red Wolves, you know, branded mascot in the whole country. Country, so it's unique right. in that way. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm very the happy. The gear with looks it. cool. I mean, uh, yeah, they've done a good job with their uniform. Yeah, like, you know, I'm always, uh, I don't really like to wear other teams' colors, but at the same time, like, a lot of other teams have cool stuff. So, I like, stuff I would wear. I like, I would wear Red Wolf stuff because it looks good. It looks cool. I would wear it. I would wear, uh, like, for example, I wouldn't wear Miami stuff with that Pelican on it. Or whatever it is, like I, I, I wouldn't wear that stuff. But I would That's wear, unique, I would wear yeah. Red Wolf stuff. 
Well, I mean, it's hard to screw up black and red and gray. Those are great colors, you know, that, you know, go with almost anything. And uh, black is such a slimming color, guys. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. you can't I, I can use black. that, too. I could use that. <laughs> we all can. So, uh, uh, now, uh, uh, Brandon, of course, we've, uh, we've diverged here, but I wanted to uh, get to the NFL. We got week one uh, NFL coming up this week. Uh, and the Titans are going down to take on the Dolphins in Miami. Uh, they, we've got Buffalo named their starting quarterback, and it wasn't Josh Allen. They named Peterman their starting quarterback, and uh, which I think up until this year, nobody even knew who that was. And I don't understand if Allen is the quarterback of the future, and he performed pretty well in preseason why you wouldn't start him. But nonetheless, they decided to go with Peterman while the Jets – traded away Teddy Bridgewater and have settled on Sam Darnold as their starter. So a couple of interesting storylines there. Yeah, and I, I, you know, they really needed to find out who they have in Peterman because fans have been calling for him for the last year. Was he? How long has he been in the league? Two years or was last year his rookie year? Uh, I, don't, uh, I, I think last I don't year was his rookie year. year. Uh, but I mean, in Buffalo, they've been they've been calling for some kind of quarterback, you know, for a while now. So, um, you know, it, I think I I think you just kind of have to kind of see what you have in Peterman before you completely write him off. But I don't think there's any question Josh Allen is their uh, quarterback of the future. Um, so, but you also got to remember they signed AJ McCarron. I thought he would take over the reins because he's a little bit more of an experienced guy, got some playing time in Cincinnati. Um, you know, and I, I figured, okay, well, that's why you sign him to be the guy, uh, and at least see what he has. But no, they traded him to Oakland. Yeah. Um, so, kinda, well, he also got I, injured uh, right as the preseason was starting, and so that didn't play well for them either. They they weren't no, no. they didn't really get to see what they wanted to see out of McCarron. I don't think. Yeah, no, no, especially not when it's a toss-up because you've got three guys pretty much on a level playing field there in in uh, in Buffalo. Um, so, but I think Josh Allen is the guy in the future. I'm, I'm not sure this Peterman thing is going to last too long. But fans are also fickle too. They want the new hot thing, and right now that's probably going to be Josh Allen. So it's not going to take very long uh, for fans to be calling for him, as you kind of see, like what you saw uh, with the Jets. I think the Jets were very happy of how Darnold fell to them because I'm not sure a lot of people expected Baker Mayfield to go over one, uh, go, go at number one. So I think Darnold, um, you know, a lot of people had him ranked as probably the best quarterback in the class. So when he fell to the Jets, I think they were extremely happy. And, you know, what else did the Jets have going on? So they went ahead and solidified right. that and made, and made that selection and made, made, made the call there. But, well, and why um, you have equity in Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, that's, that's when that's the time to trade. The only thing I question is they didn't get much for Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, they, they didn't, no. I, I thought he's worth a high second-round pick. And they, uh, or at least a low second round pick, but they, uh, they, instead they get a third round pick for Teddy Bridgewater. And I thought that was just, I, I thought that was trading below value a little bit. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it is. Uh, well, I think so too. The, what I was upset about is that I wish he would have gone someplace where he probably could have started. Because I think, I think he showed he had a pretty good showing with the Jets, and um, I just, you know, I, I, I felt like they were probably going to trade him all along because there was just not room for him, and he wasn't going to be the guy. Um, so I'm not surprised by the trade. I just, 
to me, you're only going to play now if um, Drew Brees gets hurt. So I just thought there was other teams possibly uh, with potential for him to possibly start this year. One is uh, I had in mind was Miami. I'm not completely sold on Ryan Tannehill. I think if he doesn't have a really great first six weeks of the season, he is on the hot seat. You know, he's battled some injuries and just, you know, the Dolphins just uh, have not performed well. So he is probably on uh, the hot seat a little bit and Bridgewater possibly could have played there. Um, so just, you know, just situations like that, uh, heck, even Jacksonville, Blake Bortles could be on the hot seat well, too. Enough. I mean, the, I also think Arizona, uh, even though I think Rosen will be good in the future, I'm not sure he's ready right now. And with uh, Bradford's injury history, uh, I I think it would have been a solid trade for Arizona to make to bring in Bridgewater. Uh, Definitely there because you just don't know what the future holds. And uh, they bet they need to be good right now, Arizona, that is, while they still have a Ferrari in David Johnson. And that's why I'm not as high on David Johnson this year as a lot of folks are in fantasy because – Man, you can only ride him so hard this year, and if the team is going to be playing from behind a lot, you know that doesn't really do much good for your running back, and he can only be thrown to so many times. Uh, so yeah, they need to do something there. Um, even um, <laughs> in Denver, our, our guy Paxton Lynch was just straight up cut. The guy is Case Keenum, <laughs> but do we really know that the guy is Case Keenum? You know, I don't think Denver even knows well, that. Well, but Denver so. picked up a quarterback off waivers instead of Paxton Lynch, so they're clearly out on Paxton Lynch because they didn't just cut down to having two quarterbacks. They picked up another third stringer and uh, and waived Paxton Lynch. So they're, they're clearly out on Paxton Lynch. They don't think he's going to improve. Now, I, I did have a question for you about it. Jerry Jones said – that he wanted to trade up and get Paxton Lynch in the draft. Now, of course, now there's tape on Paxton Lynch in the NFL and stuff like that, but is Jerry Jones still interested in Paxton Lynch as a backup to Dak Prescott? Well, he also wanted to move up and grab Johnny Manziel at one point, too, and he probably (laughs) realizes that would have been a tremendous mistake. Um, And so I don't know, man. I I don't know what exactly happened inside the locker room and inside the facilities at Denver. But, you know, you've also heard some things that it wasn't just on the field. His on-the-field play wasn't great, but then off-the-field stuff, too. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he was just not being a team player. Um, You know, maybe thought uh, his opinion of himself was too high and thought he should have been the man. And when he wasn't named the man, then he kind of gave up on everybody and didn't continue to fight for it. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm just I'm really disappointed that it ended up this way for Paxton Lynch because I thought he would be the guy. I'm not saying it's over by any means. I wouldn't mind seeing him going to the Titans just to kind of hang around and we'll see what happens, you know, because um, I'm not completely sold on Marcus Mariota either. Uh, this is a make-or-break season for him, in my mind, no doubt. So we need to be at least thinking about backup plans, just saying. I know a lot of t- Tennessee Titans fans may not want to hear that, but uh, just in case. I know, you know one that does right beside <laughs> me. He, they, he's been he's been preaching this for two years. Yeah, I've 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 have no faith in Mariota. I, I have always said that he's not the fit for the Titans, and I don't really think he's that great. I mean, he does okay, but I don't think he's the future for them. I don't know if I don't think Paxton really would be either because Paxton's that same sort of mold. He, he's kind of a big, tall running dude that can throw, but they need a pocket. They need a, a Tom Brady or a 
Aaron Rodgers type quarterback. That's just kind of the way they're set up. You know, you got Derrick Henry, you got a good backfield, you, you get you a couple good receivers. You could, you know, they're kind of a pocket team, whereas they keep going with this Mariota nonsense of running, and he's just going to keep getting hurt. And they're not, you know, and their defense needs to be shored up a little bit too. But they're they're making strides. I, I have all confidence in Vrabel. I think he's going to be a great coach. I think I'm, I completely agree with you that Mariota, this is make or break. If they're going to let him do his thing, Vrabel's going to say, all right, man, we're going to do the offense to play to your strengths. You don't show out, you know, you're done. You know, I think even if they go 8-8, eight and eight, I think he's gone. Well, and then what's what's kind of hurt last year is that they even made the playoffs, which may have been a little bit, you know, um, that that just, uh, may have may have been just. Uh, yeah, I was looking for the right word. I'll settle with that one, Chad. Uh, and um, but you're right, uh, Adam. They are a uh, a power football team that clearly wants to set up uh, to run and play defense, and their defense is coming along. But and I also don't completely blame Mariota because he's got, had to go on through some uh, coaching changes. Right. And I'm one of the guys that said firing Wizent Hunt wasn't the right answer. It was um, what was the former GM? I, I just I forgot his name now. Rustin Webster. He was the problem. You saw when John Robinson came in. Well, guess what? The team started winning because he added talent, knew how, how to right. knew how to address the right. key areas, and started just adding talent. Bottom line, I'll, I'll adding agree with, talent. I'll agree with that. I'll 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 disagree with the Wizent Hunt thing just because I. Th- I was almost last year. Let me say this: last year, uh, I, I was just about with Malarkey. If they had left Malarkey in place, I wasn't going to be a Titans fan anymore because I just felt like that the team didn't care oh, enough yeah, about winning, too. and I want a team that wants to win. But uh, back when Wizen Hunt, they hired Wizen Hunt. I didn't like that hire. I thought, okay, here's a guy who had one decent run at Arizona and has a terrible record otherwise. And they're bringing him in to be the guy. Then they get rid of Wizen Hunt, and they uh, Malarkey becomes the uh, uh, interim coach. He goes two and six as a, wasn't it two and six as an interim coach yeah. uh, for the season that he was interim. And they said, "Yeah, that's I like the cut of that jib. Let me have some more of that." <laughs> and they decide to make the guy full time coach. With a two and six record and a losing record as a head coach everywhere he's ever been, and well, and then they keep him despite. And I thought when they made the playoffs, I thought, oh, now they're going to keep this guy. Uh, yep. And yep. honestly, I was so thrilled when they made the decision to get rid of him that that's what kept my fandom. I don't. I'm not saying they did it just to keep me as a fan, but it it is awfully coincidental. That's all I'm saying. Well, and I've kind of questioned Amy Adams Strunk and ownership over some of the moves they made. And I'm not saying ultimately Wizen Hunt was the man to keep. What I'm saying is if you got problems, Rustin Webster was 1A and, and Wizen Hunt was 1D. You know, right. um, the main problem was Rustin Webster staying stagnant, not drafting well, but also not doing anything in the free agency period and not acquiring talent. You've got to get talent on your yeah. football team if you're going to want to do anything. And John Robinson flipped that immediately. So I was just kind of in favor of, well, okay, maybe it wasn't so much Wizenhunt as it was, you know, let, let's get him some talent and see what he can do because he had a decent run in Arizona, although it may not have lasted long. It wasn't any kind of a long stretch or anything. But um, bottom line is I don't care who the coach is. If you don't have talent on your team, you ain't doing anything. It could be Bill Belichick. But, you know, well, that's if, true. Yes. If you don't have talent, you're not going anywhere, simply put, you know. All right. Well, uh, Brandon, real quick, 
Who is a good fantasy producer for this week, week one? Who's going to be a good fantasy producer? Well, something I want everyone to keep in mind is that Le'Veon Bell may not play. Looking like he probably will because he hasn't even reported to camp in in um, in, in Pittsburgh yet. So uh, Pittsburgh has a game at Cleveland, so I'm not really sure they will need him um, this week. But if you do have Le'Veon Bell, just be careful. Um, looking at, we got an article on myfantasysportstalk.com right now, so give them a plug. Uh, your Week One fantasy football rankings. We got Drew Brees rated number one against Tampa Bay. Aaron Rodgers uh, against Chicago, which now with that Khalil Mack trade, I don't know if they're in full swing yet, but Chicago is trying to be back as those mean boys uh, on the defensive <laughs> side. So so watch out for that. And then Tom Brady and Deshaun Watson round out your top four as far as fantasy quarterbacks this weekend. All right. Well, Brandon, if you want to hang around with us and make your college football picks, that's next. We'll try it. I don't know how well I did last week, but we'll, we'll give it a shot. All right, when we come back, we are picking our college football picks for the week right here on US 51 Country 93.5 FM and the US 51 Country mobile app. Whether you need money for home improvements or a honeymoon, whether you're in the market for a new car or a new kitchen, Bank of Tipton and Bank of Ripley make it easy for you to borrow what you need to make your dreams come true with personalized loans and a friendly face to make it happen. Come by Bank of Tipton or visit bankofripley.com today. Hometown Community Spirit. Hometown Community Pride. Bank of Tipton, member FDIC. It's time to celebrate Munford on Saturday, September 15th in downtown Munford. Experience fun times with exciting talent time acts, great bands, and thrilling gospel sounds all on center stage. There are crafters and vendors and a fun-filled kids' place, a classic car show, military displays, an art show, and a fireman's challenge for the kids. Start your day at 9 a.m. with the Munford High School Choir and end it at 5 with the Munford High School Band. You won't want to miss a thing in between. The title sponsor of Celebrate Munford is Admiral Custom Roofing and Remodeling. For more information, visit Munford.com. Tipton County Gun Traders wants to invite you back to visit us again. Owner and manager Jay Ridings wants you to see firsthand the friendly, customer-first experience that you'll get while browsing Tipton County's largest in-stock selection of firearms. We are still in the same place, Highway 51 North in Covington, and we have a new commitment to focus on you, our valued customer. We want to make you happy, and we have all the brands of firearms and accessories you love. Tipton County Gun Traders, Highway 51 North, Covington. Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home has proudly served families from Tipton and its surrounding counties in their times of need for generations. In fact, Houston Moss is their third generation funeral director. Like his uncle and grandfather before him, Houston will explain all the different options available to your family. Whether you're planning an unexpected funeral or pre-planning your own, trust Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home to make the process as easy as possible. This is Christina Bowman with Mary Maids in Atoka. Savor the pleasure of knowing your whole home has been cleaned by a professional team you can trust. A team that cleans just the way you want each and every time. Mary Maids in Atoka offers customized home cleaning because they know that every home is as unique as the people who live in it. Mary Maids services are affordable, thorough, dependable, and worry-free. Call Mary Maids of Atoka, 901-837-0719. Mary Maids gives you one less thing to worry about. Do you have storm damage? 
homes, or would you just like to make some exterior changes to your home? Then you need to call Admiral Custom Roofing. Admiral Custom Roofing in Atoka offers a wide range of products and services for the maintenance-free exterior of your home, such as roofing, replacement windows, vinyl siding, gutters, gutter cleanouts, door replacement, and much, much more. Admiral Custom Roofing is licensed, bonded, insured, and a preferred contractor with Owens Corning. They offer discounts for military and financing is also available. So call 901-461-0740 today for all of your home needs and experience the Admiral difference. Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low near 76. Tomorrow, mixed clouds and sunshine with a few scattered thunderstorms. Wednesday's high 89. On Thursday, the situation changes just a bit as the remnants of Tropical Storm Gordon pass close to the Mid-South. Scattered showers and thunderstorms Thursday with a high of 88. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM. Some people are dumb. <laughs> really. Welcome back, Adam and Chad, US 51 Country 93.5 FM, the US 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live, where you can leave your comments for us. We are about to make our college football picks. We also and I hope Adam is ready. Adam's the leader in the clubhouse right now. Yeah. You lead the group. That's right. Everybody's beating me. <laughs> Somehow you there. fell to the bottom. I was straight to the top. Arizona, I really would have had a nice lead if Arizona hadn't crapped out on me. But Brandon was having trouble getting in the group. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know if that was all that widespread or not, but it was uh, apparently some people couldn't get joined up with the group. Yeah. Did you finally get in there, Brandon? Uh, I don't think so. I'm no. locked out now. Um, oh, unfortunately, yeah, sorry guys. It, it was the it was the PC version. I tried on multiple computers, and every time I would Sweet get man. to the group site, ESPN said under uh, site is under maintenance, uh, and oh. I, I tried for three or four days. Uh, so if some folks out there, you know, were trying and, and ran across that issue, just you know, so so you right. guys know that you you probably missed out on some there because of ESPN uh, site issues. Right. See, we we preferred we used always Fox. used Fox they Sports, so and they they deprecated all of their fantasy stuff. They don't do fantasy anymore at FoxSports.com. So uh, we we had to move over to the ESPN. I think next year we may actually have the ability to host our own, so we may right. look at that. Pull our own board up here. But, but uh, and, we have got to make some picks this right. week, so let's get it and started. Adam, what do we Also, doing? because Alabama's not on the board this week, I have to give you crap, Brandon. You know, uh, you were talking oh, about know. your fountain earlier. I was gonna, I was, you're going to get a lot of jokes about, you know, that'll give you all something to cry back into when you get back home after the game. <laughs> and you'll get to come to a cookie-cutter stadium like your favorite cookie-cutter stadium. It might you'll be, be red. You'll get to see the biggest and baddest that, of them that all. That water might be red after this weekend. <laughs> right. all, all I want to do, I looked at the spread, guys, at 36 and a half. All oh. I want to do is escape unharmed because we had a couple of players go down. Get injured, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, we had one big uh, receiver, 6'6 guy um, from Oklahoma, and he went down, it looks like, for the year with a fractured foot, I believe. Mm. Another player got hurt late. So all I want to do is escape Tuscaloosa injury-free so we can try to wrap up this Sun Belt again. By the way, Adam, uh, you have not announced yet who won the Tiger tickets. Yeah, we actually still have to do that. So um, for this segment, everybody that wants, that's interested, put Go Tigers Go in the comments. 
and then uh, well i'll do them by at the very end of our little picks we'll 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 draw somebody so if not we'll have we'll do them next week so <laughs> but we got it going though but we'll get to our picks now so anybody that wants that's interested in the tickets for georgia state not this coming week it's for next week's game uh against georgia state uh put go tigers go in the comment feed we'll enter you in if we draw your name you get a pair of tickets to that game so Hey, also, Adam, did you see the App State-Penn State game? I sure did. I thought That's what that you was, got coming. That's yeah. the scare you got right. coming this week. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I hope not. I, the only way that – now, if Tua goes down, maybe. But, <laughs> yeah. I, I wish Appalachian State had pulled off another Big Ten, top ten team upset in the season opener. That would have been awesome. I was watching yeah, that it. Would, that would have been great. I was in the press box at the Memphis game, but I put that game on my phone, and I was watching that so intently – uh, it was, I mean, I, it was something that I really, even though I picked Penn State to win the Big Ten and go to the playoff this year, I'm thinking, I know I'm going to screw myself up here, but, man, I want this to happen so bad. Yeah. And now, Sometimes that's kind of the, the skate by a team needs to wake them up, kind of, you know, right, smack on the mouth right. like, whoa, we oh, got to yeah. get it together. And yeah. maybe you could see a huge run now out of Penn State. We'll see. But we'll see. App State kind of let it slip through their fingers there. They sure did. They let's, sure did. let's get into All some right, picks, yeah, Adam. We're running low on time. All right. Uh, first game is Mississippi State at Kansas State. This to me is no brainer. I've got Mississippi State all the way here. I think they're going to crush Kansas State. Every team in the SEC won this weekend except the Tennessee Bulls. So, <laughs> That's true. Uh, That's yeah, true. Let, let's roll with it, Mississippi State. Right. Mississippi State, let's uh, let's go with the hat trick. I believe so, too. Mississippi State over Kansas State. Right. Although, I man, look, I'm a big Bill Snyder fan. I really am. Oh, yeah, I, I like him, too. But I just Mississippi State's just looking good. They've, I mean... That's a program to kind of be ambitious of. Uh, uh, keep a guy in place. Uh, we we switch coaches in every sport now way too often. Giving a guy two three years sometimes is just ludicrous. Uh, that that is a program to kind of model you know model your program after. Uh, model of consistency, I'll say, is probably the best term there. Right. Yeah. I, uh, and like I do, I like Mississippi State in this game. So uh, what's next up, Adam? All right. We got now. We're going to head back out. We got Arizona at Houston. After what I saw this weekend, this is easy. I think Houston will get this game. They're playing at home in Houston. Uh, Arizona State, huh? Where you said yeah, that? Yeah, Houston? Arizona, Arizona, State Arizona. At Houston. No, no, yeah. Arizona. it's Arizona. No, Arizona. 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 Okay. Arizona. Arizona. Right. Yeah, yeah, Arizona at Houston. At Houston. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna roll and stick with Houston as well. Then. What? I, I, I mean, I'm gonna buck the trend here. You didn't see that game this week. <laughs> Arizona is looking man. Did Houston win this weekend? Uh, yes, they did. Who'd they beat? They played um, Rice, and they beat them 45-27. Uh, they're, re- they're receiving top 25 votes. Right. So not a whole lot, they're, but they're receiving top 25 they're votes. They're legit. Yeah, okay, all right. Y'all convinced me. I'll go with Houston. <laughs> <laughs> and Jerry, Jerry picked Mississippi State on that last one. I just saw his little comic coming across. Oh. Okay, and then we got uh, UCLA and Oklahoma. After that game, this is a no-brainer to Oklahoma for sure. UCLA's just not doing it this year. Yep, again, like I told you guys last week, uh, uh, Pac-12 non-bias, I guess you could say, opposite of bias for Pac-12 for me. <laughs> never a believer. Yeah, definitely, Oklahoma. Yeah, no Oklahoma. doubt, Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma's a playoff team. I, I, I think they're for sure Big Possibly, 12 champions, yeah. and they're a playoff team this year. Right. Then you have... Uh, Sadly, because I think that also keeps the Big 12 from expanding, which will uh, keep Memphis from getting in a Power 5 conference. But uh, I, I do think Oklahoma makes the playoffs this year. All right. Then we have uh, Georgia at South Carolina. 
They're going to be playing in Columbia. I think Georgia gets this one. I just, I think it's going to be a really good game, though. Yeah, I'm really kind of surprised at South Carolina. South Carolina surprised me that they're still hanging in there. Um, you know, they're they're ranked 24, I believe, in both polls right now. So, but um, yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely I'm I'm definitely um, going with the other team there. I just, yeah, I just, I don't I I just I don't know. I will, I I think you'll see South Carolina continue to slip throughout the year as the year goes on. They're not going to hang in that top 25. I'm, look, I think Muschamp's doing good things at South Carolina. I think they made a lot of improvements last year, and I like where they're going. I think it's going to be a tight game. I think it's tighter than some people think, but I still give it to Georgia in the end. Georgia at least has given me no reason to think that they're not at least a little bit better than South Carolina and able to get this game on the road. All right, now we're going to go to ooh, the Iowa State-Iowa. This one's tough because Iowa State's to play spoiler and Iowa State has not played a game yet, and Iowa hasn't won. I'm going to Iowa a, State just because Iowa State always seems to, in this rivalry, seems to come out of nowhere. And they took care of Memphis last year in the bowl game, too. So, Yeah, they did. Um, this is tough. I, these Over the last couple of years, it seems like these conferences are opening up with some very tough conference battles, right. like you saw on Thursday night with uh, Purdue and Northwestern. So, um right off the bat here, but I am going to stick with Iowa State, you know, with the, the wide open. They still got their same scheme in place. Is it the, the, the same quarterback, yes. same coach, same, and everything? Yep. Same yes. Thing. Yep. Yeah. So, I've said, yeah, and I've said this year, Iowa State, I, I said that in the beginning of the season that I believe Iowa State's one of those sleeper teams to watch because just like Memphis, they were able to hang on to their coach right. who uh, took them to great places last year and able to surprise some people. So watch out for be Iowa dangerous State. dangerous this year. Uh, and right. I'll take Iowa State in this game, and as a quick quiz question to the room, uh, what is the name of the trophy that they play for? Oh, crap. You would ask that. Isn't it some kind of rib <laughs> roast thing or something? I don't no. know, something crazy. Or is it the boot? no. No idea. The Cy Hawk Trophy. It is a oh. combination of Cyclones and the Hawkeyes. And so it is the, I mean, uh, yeah, the Hawkeyes. And so it is the Cy Hawk Trophy. That should be a great game, though. <laughs> yeah, it will be. It all, yeah, Iowa State and Iowa is always a good one. And you never really know who's going to get that one, too. Um, then we can, now we're going to go to SEC Clemson versus A&M. This game, I think Clemson gets it, but this game could be closer than everybody expects, but I think Clemson will still get this. I don't think A&M's ready for that yet. Clemson, Texas A&M? Yep. And they're playing at – well, they're playing in College Station, so. Yeah. It doesn't matter where they're playing, Clemson. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, are we headed to another collision course between Alabama and Clemson for the title again this year? Yeah, part four. Uh, I mean, you saw Florida State fall apart the other night, or last night, actually. So, um, you know, Virginia Tech, that's that's going to be one of the only challenges for Clemson in the conference. Uh, I think Clemson's going to roll this year. Yeah, um, yeah I'm going with Clemson. Playoffs? I'm going to buck this trend here. And oh, I'm going to no. say Jimbo gets it done, baby. Oh, no. Not in College Station, if it was at Clemson, I would say uh, I would say Clemson Death Valley for sure. <laughs> don't forget, don't forget, Clemson is starting a new quarterback, and yeah, but he's Clemson. He's good. There's no doubt about <laughs> starting it. Starting two quarterbacks, actually. Yeah, they Clemson is overcoming some things. Though, still trying to get some stuff together. Uh, didn't didn't really have a test. A and M right, right didn't true. have a test the first That's week. A and M played a harder game. 
A&M was in better shape anyway. They weren't in bad shape. I didn't think someone should have been fired. Uh, but now they bring in Jimbo Fisher. There's a lot of energy behind the team. They're playing in College Station. Don't be surprised if uh, they lose by three I, touchdowns. I, I believe that uh, Texas A&M, <laughs> I think Texas A&M wins this game straight up. I don't know what the line is, but I would definitely bet them against the spread. Tough, tough game. If that does happen, that is going to buck the whole college oh, football yeah. system because uh, uh, that's a game. The ACC, Adam. It, it's it's gonna it's gonna rearrange some things mm-hmm. for sure. And then you got an SEC matchup. Kentucky's going down to the swamp to play the Gators. I I think the Gators are gonna get this one. I think Kentucky's gonna give them a fight, but I think ultimately at home the Gators seem to be Mullen seems to kind of have them on track after what I saw this weekend. But I think it'd be good. Yeah. And I don't think Kentucky played anybody of a real test they this did. first week either. Yeah. Um, um, and where's the game at? It's going to be played at the Swamp. They're going to be in Florida. Yeah, and that's such a huge home field advantage. Um, I, yeah, there's just no way. I can't right. I can't predict Kentucky to be Florida in week two. No. 100% agree. I mean, uh, Florida Gators, no doubt in my mind. And then we had a comment from Danny says that Clemson has Dabo, which is much better coach than Jimbo. Either way. They're, they're four and four. They're they're four <laughs> I, and four head up. I have a hard Jimbo time with Jimbo and Dabo are are four and four head right, up true. going into and this game with Jimbo. I I feel because he's a, he's a Saban disciple, and then of course Dabo is an Alabama boy. So I I'm good with either one of them. I can you know, I still agree. I think Dabo is the better coach, but you know we'll see. We'll, we're going to get our answer this week. So um, also now we got the Big Ten, uh, Penn State. We were just talking about them. They're playing Pittsburgh at Pitt. I've been back and forth because Pitt could pull this off because if Penn State plays like they did last week, they're going to lose this game. But I think Penn State got their eye. You know, Franklin's going to have them ready, and I think they, they get through this game. Not easily, but I think they get past Pitt. Well, I hope the football team doesn't have the same trouble as the basketball team that's happening at Pitt. But right. um, <laughs> I, I, I really don't know anything about the Pitt program at this particular time. So right. uh, I, don't, I, don't, I'm, I, I can't go with Pitt right now. James Franklin corrects some things, gets things back on track, uh, and I also think App State is better than everybody gives them credit for. Uh, So I say uh, Penn State gets this one over Pitt. Well, as I mentioned to close out the pick segment last week, App State was getting top 25 votes. Right. Um, So not not a complete, you know, just – yeah, they they took it to them, but like I said, I think that Penn State scare in that first week may wake them up, and they're having some grueling practices this week. Oh, I bet. Oh, you know Franklin's dogging them. Uh, now we got the Pac-12 pillow fight of the week, uh, USC versus Stanford. They're playing at the Cardinal. I, I think uh, Stanford gets USC. They seem to be their Achilles heel. Helton's going to have them come somewhat ready, but I think the Trojans fall in this one because they're playing at Stanford, so. This is tough. This is uh, basically a base, uh, top ten matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, now, USC played a team that Arkansas State has in a couple of weeks in the first week. Uh, UNLV um, just about doubled them up. So, um, not not a true test, but man, I don't know on the road in such an early. I'm real. I'm going to pick Stanford just because of the home factor this early in the season. Uh, I don't know what other way to put it. It's basically well, a top you know twelve matchup or so. So. Also, to fill in information on that USC thing, USC was tied with UNLV into the fourth quarter in that game. So, no, pulled away late. Huh? <laughs> yeah, well, it was last minute luck that got that score. Well, blown I, that I know way. what that was like in Jonesboro <laughs> Saturday night too. As right, they right. ASU was only up by you know I think a touchdown or maybe tied at halftime until they ran away with it. But you got it. It's 
doesn't matter what you think. Finally get to use it, right? <laughs> California Dave, I'm going to have to agree with him on this one. USC will win this game. Stanford is a paper tiger. And USC is better than they showed in the first game. They were looking ahead to this Stanford game because they got a big rivalry game coming up second week of the season. I think they got caught looking ahead and got caught off guard by UNLV because they thought it was going to be a walk. That won't happen against Stanford. They'll go into that stadium. They'll beat the Christmas tree, and <laughs> they'll, they'll come home the winners. And I also think that USC is one of the favorites to win the Pac-12. Now that Washington lost Auburn, yeah, they're probably going to be that. But we got uh, also the last game on our list, we got Michigan State at Arizona State. I actually, I'm going Arizona State for the upset. Michigan State just barely squeaked by, so I'm going. It's Arizona State's at home, so I'm I'm going with Arizona State for the upset. Could get my words out. Um, you know, I'm going to ride off what Adam just said. Uh, I love Herm Edwards. You know, they really fired up the first week. Um, now they didn't play anybody, but <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, I think I think you might have one of those things brewing, and he just brings an energy uh, that that can push them through here against Mich- Michigan State. Right. Um, Chad right. hitting the button. He can't listen. <laughs> the two of you haven't been so wrong. And I don't know how you've, got, you've gotten Hollywood. together and decided to be wrong together. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Michigan State. I, I'm going to extend my lead this week, I think. <laughs> Michigan State will definitely get this win. I got Michigan oh, yeah. State in this game. Oh, right. and then uh, let's Real pick. Real quick. we got to do our picks. Just for fun. Yeah. What's no, this I gotta is do not my in the pick. We got to do the tickets real oh. quick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to throw these in and do our Okay, draw real quick. Brandon, okay. Memphis Navy. I'm going with Memphis. I think Navy has slipped a little bit. Uh, we got to have this win, and um, I got to go with Memphis. I can't pick against Memphis. That's uh, right. And on a level playing field, let's go with Memphis. I got Memphis too, Adam. Who you got? Uh, I got Memphis. I think Memphis gets that game. No problem. All right, Brandon. Thanks for joining us, and man. We'll talk to you again next week, and now we'll announce the winner. The winner of the pair of tickets is Cody. Cody, you have won the tickets. I drew your name. Cody, you got yourself here, a pair so. of tickets to see Memphis play Georgia State. Brandon, once again, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate it. You got it, guys. Talk to you next week. Later, buddy. All right. For Adam Craig and everybody else here at the Grace Broadcasting Studios, I'm Chad Gatlin. See ya. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.